From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And I'm Gordon. And this is the Gordon's best beer here. show on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you just popped in, man, I didn't know what I, you were well, going to do this time. I was waiting for and... the, you know, the beer show thing, and yeah. <laughs> it's my Gordon's first day. That's okay. Gordon's here. Ruin our intro as always. It's fine. That's what I'm here for. All right. Uh, we have a weird show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about olive oil uh, in brewing. And as the <laughs> chat has been saying, that sounds gross. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but before we do, uh, the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support uh, homebrewing and homebrewers. And now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the fur link of our homepage and join today. I'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Tyler Romansky, Hoffenbrow Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindnessstudios and become a patron today. Um, and while you're at blindnessstudios.com looking for that patron link, go ahead and click on that store link and go to, or go to teespring.com slash store slash blindnessstudios and check out some of our merch. All right, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Beer-related lately. Um, Your guys' uh, anniversary's coming up, right? Yeah. Well, the anniversary's technically December 8th. Well, the public anniversary. The public anniversary. Because that was your soft opening, right? Yeah, that was a soft opening. We don't generally uh, do the party during December because holidays, um, so we tend to move it towards so Jay, what is that that's like next well it's two weeks uh roughly from now yeah january so this uh this episode comes out the fourth okay so yeah like a couple days i believe a couple days after that would be oh my where is it now oh i'm in december yeah anniversary parties uh january 8th will be four four years old that's crazy, man. That means you've been doing the podcast for four years. It's a long time. <laughs> I'm here. And it's uh, Gordon's annual drinkathon every. Oh, oh yeah. God, Remember that right. first year that he had like 17 Space Force or something? Uh, like 12 10, Space 12? Force. And then you started two hitting the turtle doves. Yeah. One one uh, lactose panda and one of the, you had a Belgian triple on for that. Oh man, I oh, haven't geez. thought of lactose was panda in a minute. Was that one or two? Or We're two? gonna make lactose panda, but in a small batch, and maybe do a small can run. Okay, possibly. Got some labels left over. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna see. We we have a whole new um, beer release schedule. Did we talk about that? On, yeah. Yep. On hot and barrel happy hour. Yeah. Yeah, we got a whole new, a whole new deal. It's gonna be very, very exciting. Very exciting. So yeah. All right, uh, Gordon. Uh, nothing too crazy. Still, I have dreams of brewing again out of my own house uh, someday. Santa didn't bring <laughs> you a brew system, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I hit a milestone. I had. I've now officially had twenty five hundred different types of beer. Holy crap! That's a lot of beers. Yeah, in seven well, years. Congratulations. Average isn't too bad, but right. Um, I have not, I've just been, uh, actually I've, I've been fighting some tech issues with my tilt hydrometers. I need to recalibrate them. Yeah. It's, hmm. uh, so I, I plopped it in, uh, that double IPA Yeah, and, uh, it's reading 1.0. Oh, 
Oh, that's not and I'm right like, that's all. that's not that's not right. It's way 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 higher than that. So, dude, I have to say it quick. This Moore Brewing Company Dark Lager, it's fantastic, isn't gee it? Gee whiz, I love I love the art too. I, mean, I bought it because of the art. Yeah, pretty much anything with glowing skulls they on have it. A solid milk stout too that I picked up just off the fly. There's that I really enjoy Huntley, Illinois, Villa Park. They got a couple of facilities. Cool. It's a uh, brew pub. Is oh. uh, wh- wh- from what I remember reading nice. the website on DOO a couple weeks ago. Um, all right, uh, Gordon. Uh, instead of a commercial calibration, you brought us a local cider. Or yes. local-ish cider. Yeah, Wisconsin, uh, Door County-based. They got an orchard, and they do cherries and everything. They got awesome little tasting room out there. They grow everything themselves, and and I went. I was over there for a little family reunion, had a free afternoon, so I, was, I wanted to go to the state park, and everybody and their cousin had the same idea as me. Couldn't find a parking space. So I'm like, cool, what's around here for breweries? And they were close by, so I said, fuck it, I haven't been to a cidery or cider house whatever you call them before so i figured i'll go check them out and did what all a good ogre should do and have everything on the tap list in flights and then picked up a few bottles off their shelf that they didn't have on tap of this to try it i mean i didn't have a bad bad cider there so all right i'm gonna read off the label here real quick uh so this is kiwi or kive I have no idea. Um, Wild Thing starts uh, with select high tannin cider apples. The freshly pressed juice goes through a keeving process, which removes most of the nutrient. It is then slowly cold fermented through the winter using only wild yeast. Uh, when only a small amount of sugar remains, it is bottled and conditioned to and continues to ferment, which produces a light spark. Complex process uh, with nothing added but apples. Very small batch, very wild. You want to pass this over to Gordon yeah. so he can drink some? Yeah. Interesting. Keeve. Yeah. Really? Uh, Brian did not get a Sonic Aerator for Christmas. Um, <laughs> I almost bought him one. Is someone in the chat asking? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no. I was I was gonna I was gonna buy I I actually had one in my Amazon cart, and it wasn't gonna get here until like the middle of January, and I was like, that's stupid. No. Oh my god. But one of these days, I'm gonna surprise you with one, and you're gonna be un, un like <laughs> unexpected, and you're gonna love it. No, be like this is so cool, man! I can knock all the bubbles out of my beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my beer flat right out of the tank. <laughs> <sighs> all right, the aroma on this is amazing. It, it's I mean it, it's dude. It, it is it is truly this fresh apple cider like well, but. And there's a little bit of a little bit of like um tart like lactic. Uh, there's barnyard Brett. Oh, that's what it. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable barnyard on this. This is really cool. Wow. You don't. You don't. You don't. It's interesting because I feel like beer sometimes masks this. Sometimes I want to say dirty diaper, but not, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. As soon yeah. as you said that, yes. Yeah. Like, which is like, good, which uh, is good. Like, but, more, <laughs> but I think beer masks that a lot. And so, more like urine-soaked diaper, not... Yeah, more like that. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yep. Man, that's interesting. Like, goat, wet horse blankety. Yeah. This is really neat. <laughs> I don't get... Well, there's a little bit of that, that, that Brett Funk. Yeah. But on the flavor, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. There's a way more in the aroma. It's like the funk comes up first and that kind of dies down a little almost a little sweetness. Yeah, and it it doesn't have 
like you know how uh, sometimes you get a cider and it's like overly um, like green apple tart. Yeah. yeah, this doesn't have that. That happens a lot, actually. This has uh, like it's it's very uh, it's very uh, it's very Granny Smith like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right descriptor, but. Oh, I wouldn't say Granny Smith, almost like a red crisp apple. Oh, there you go. Not not quite honey crisp, but this is uh like 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 a school school cafeteria apple. Yeah, without the mealiness. <laughs> I don't know if everyone if everyone's school experience had, you know the the red, the red cafeteria apples, but mm. ours did. <laughs> <laughs> This is very good, Gordon. Thank you for bringing this. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to dive into this. Olive oil and brewing. Um, I had not heard of this until uh, I was researching this episode. I stumbled upon it while researching um, episode ideas, and I I didn't believe it was real. I honestly didn't. Um, I found it. Uh, it was a it was a Zymergy article on the five uh, biggest myths in home brewing. Right? And this was on there. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of this before, Brian? No, I had not ever heard of this. Okay. So this is the, yeah. Um, and I, I read, so the, so the theory is, uh, like the, the theory behind this. Um, in 2005, uh, Grady Hull from New Belgium Brewing published a paper titled uh, Olive Oil Addition to Yeast uh, as an Alternative to Wart Aeration. Um, in the uh, and I, uh, Brian, I put a link to the paper there as well. I have uh, all three of them. Up. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you can you could and you can find it if you just Google uh, Grady Hull olive oil. Um, it's one of the first uh, links that pops up. Um, it's it's an interesting read, but in the paper, Hull discusses the possibility of properly oxygenating oxygenating the stored uh, of properly oxygenating the stored yeast uh, would eliminate the need to oxygenate the wort which could improve flavor stability. However, simply oxygenating the yeast leads to its own set of problems, mostly with uh, timing the oxygenation, so all the oxygen is used by the yeast, um, and making sure the yeast still has the metabolic power it needs to propagate uh, properly so it can, you know, maintain healthy cell structure and do all the things that yeast needs to do. Well, like, a quick aside is, what do we say, like, where is it? Oh, shoot, now I lost my train of thought. But yeah, it's uh, yeast cells are eukaryotic organisms, and so yeah, they their shell it's it's lipid lipid based. So yep. it makes kind of makes sense in a far off sort of way. In a far off sort of way, it kind of mm-hmm. does. So uh, <laughs> we're yeah. Um, so we're we're gonna go down a rabbit hole before we start getting into some madness. Uh, so uh, Hole found some research done by he's snoring. <laughs> Uh, Nariat uh, Munjai at uh, Leuven uh, University showing that yeast stored in cold uh, in a cold stationary phase under fermented beer has been shown to take up unsaturated fatty acids. Additionally, linoleic acid is taken up by the spheroplasts, uh, pr- uh, proving the oil is not just absorbed into the cell walls, it's actually being used. Um... The research also showed that in small-scale, non-stirred fermentations in a wort medium using yeast that had been treated with the unsaturated uh, fatty acid, or UFA, instead of wort aeration, 
uh, could produce normal fermentations without significantly affecting the acetate esters. So uh, using a commonly available UFA, olive oil, in a cold yeast brink could uh, get yeast ready um, metabolically without the need for additional oxygen is is the idea behind this. So um, in one interview, Hull said uh, there was a slight improvement uh, for the shelf life, but it wasn't the magic bullet we were hoping for. So at New Belgium on large scale tests, they did see improvement of shelf life using um, using this instead of aerating the, the wart. So there is there is a benefit to it. So we're not necessarily adding olive oil into beer. We're adding it into yeast. Well, like a yeast brink situation. Yes. And then I mean, furthermore, did I I don't did I miss something here like the 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 idea of aerating the wort I mean, they're at least the this one I'm I'm reading a beersmith brewing blog one like right now where about this Grady Hull person um alternative to aeration. I don't, I thought that the sterile synthesis or like the colony growth was directly related to aeration as well. Um, it, it is, but if you have a metabolically uh, sound colony before you can bypass that step. Yeah, I suppose. Because part of that is you need, uh, you need to boost up a healthy growing yeah. colony, right? So if you already have yeah. that going in, you don't need that oxygen there. You can move straight into anaerobic fermentation. I just don't see this working on a homebrew level. Well, and, yeah. And, and I don't, and I, and I see it being a giant mega pain in the ass on a commercial scale. Uh, Andy, uh, oil does kill off head retention, but um, part of what we're, what we're going to, oh, I'm going to go into in a little bit here, but I might as well jump in. We're not talking about a lot. We're talking like... Um, in a couple of these tests, they use um, like five microliters. So this like, is this is like I said, this is a cell wall situation. Yep. Like lipids, like that. This lipids are cell wall basically. Yep. Yeah, this is entirely a cell wall situation. Huh. Yeah, you you hit you hit the nail on the head right right away with that. So th- that's that's what the paper says. Then home brewers get a hold of this. <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. So <laughs> if, um, if, if olive oil can be added to uh, the brink, the yeast brink, prior to it being added to the beer without aeration, then why not add just oil to the wort while adding the yeast as a substitute for pure O2? Right? Because, you know, if you could do it this way, why not do it this way? Right? And... Um, Brian, I guess, uh, do you want to explain what a yeast brink is for those who might not know? Well, it's, so when you are, um, in a commercial setting or even in a, uh, in a homebrew situation, you know, you, you've got, uh, Cornelius kegs that you could, um, use to brink yeast, but, uh, it's basically just a, a place to, it's a keg to put your, your yeast in when you pull the, the yeast off the beer but it needs an aeration mechanism that is set to a certain PSI to off gas because they're still, while they're dormant, they're still kind of working and CO2 buildup is still very real, a very real thing. So you need like mm-hmm. a little, almost, you know, I mean, if you guys have corny kegs, you've got one of those little, it's like a little ring you pull with your finger and you almost you like, like a sponding valve. Yeah, almost. And so, yeah, you can, you, it's just basically to store your yeast in between brews. 
you know, because we will put in US05 and then we pull it off the beer and then we'll reuse it a bunch of different times, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, then there was a bunch of exper- – so this this paper came out in 2005. People have been, have been experimenting it with it since. Um, but it really hasn't uh, hit the mainstream until like I the the earliest experiment was the beersmith one that I found um, in 2015. And at the homebrew level, um, I found one uh, from Experimental Brew, one from Beersmith, and the one from Brewlosophy that happened last year or 2020, right? So um, in in the the first two, there was no definitive conclusion. Um, in the experimental brew one, they noted the yeast seemed in rough shape uh, in the beers where the olive oil was added. Like at the end, uh, they they were saying it didn't look like the healthiest yeast, and reusing it seemed uh, so. Am I am I wrong in thinking that you would need a full sized healthy colony? I yeah. So it, and, 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 and that's the other thing. You, anyway? you wouldn't, wouldn't want to do this with a brand new pitch. Mm-mm. You this is like you want to use this when you are reusing the yeast yeast that has already been um, metabolically degraded, if you will. Yeah. So this is just another one of many things that has been wildly misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that and then so the brewlosophy one was interesting. So he also like missed mi- kind of missed the point, um, but. He tested olive oil um, versus no aeration at all and saw no significant difference, which to me it is saying with a fresh pitch, it's not doing anything. Yeah. Right? Huh. And so if you, if you like, because like if with a fresh pitch, everything should be good to go as is. Well, he said his, his dose with olive oil, please, fair warning here. Um, if you're if you're like just jumping in on this, the beer dosed with olive oil, it showed signs of firm activity, fermentation activity a few hours sooner, and finished two days early. So it was, I guess, it was more ready to go. Yeah, I guess I need. I guess it isn't. What did he use? He used. I don't know if this looks like packages of. Uh, it looks like Dieter Go Three from Imperial Yeast. Liquid is it? Uh, I think Imperial is dry. No, no, you can get. Oh, is it okay? I don't know if you can get dry from Imperial. I only we only buy one pitch from Imperial yeast per year, which is their L seventeen organic. Okay, yeah, no, that is liquid yeast. Meritzen yeast is one of the finest Meritzen yeasts ever. But I I know also that Imperial gives a shit. They make good yeast. Um, huh. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So they used okay. a very, uh, and he used eight milliliters of yeah, olive he's, oil. He's, yeah. Interesting. Um, in a five gallon batch, which shouldn't be enough to kill any head retention. Also seems like a lot of olive oil. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's 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 so weird. It's this is this is a thing. Like, I so I under so reading the paper. The the big uh, the big thing they were trying to uh, New Belgium was trying to figure out was how to improve shelf stability, right? Because minimizing oxygen for shelf stability is a big thing uh, commercially. Yeah, absolutely. At the homebrew level, not so much. We've talked about that a little bit before. Yeah. It's you, you you're not you're not looking to leave something on a shelf and ship it around the country and do all this. 
at the homebrew level. So it's it's not as important. And so, like, as Justin would say, you know, you're kind of losing the forest for the trees here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't uh, – and then if you if you are pitching with fresh, I feel like it doesn't – It you're, you're also missing the point because this is to revitalize a um, – like, like a second or third generation colony. Yeah. So it, and it was definitely shown that it has no effect on retention. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, there, there's not enough there. So if you're gonna do this, add it to the starter. That's what I would do. I would, and right? I would, I would add it as you're propagating your your second gen starter. Yeah. Um. And in fact, if you're doing that, so well, and then you get you get into a thing like, it's not really the starter because you don't want to add oxygen to it, right? Because part of this is you don't so you could go in with a cold starter. You could put you could um, take your take your pitch, uh, mix in the uh, olive oil right in the fridge because you want it. It needs to be cold too because that was that was one of the things. It has to be cold. Yeah. Um, and so there's another thing that we're missing with this homebrew thing is. It, it like one of the one of the one of the prerequisites is it has to be cold, and cold doesn't mean fermentation temps. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Oil and water don't, don't tend to mix very well either. <laughs> it's just it's it's such a like every once in a while I look at I look at our community and we are very experimental. We do a lot of things that are cool and innovative and then every once in a while we do something like this. <laughs> yeah. And and again, you you've said this, but the one thing that was noticed was that the yeast didn't seem in great health at the end as as the beer was kegged. So I mean you're gonna add this olive oil to boost the colony and then at the end it looks like shit. Like I don't Well and that's and that's this. I I don't um the 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 colony didn't seem to take a hit in the uh, in Grady's. Um, really? Okay. Well, this I don't know some other what experimental brew one that I was yeah. reading. They were yeah, they they were like, saying yeah, that. Yeah, we would not repitch this. Yeah. No. So I I would I would take a minute or well when you when you have you know some free time and your copious <laughs> amount of it um take take a look at that uh that um that paper it's a really interesting read um just Google Grady Hall. Uh, olive oil, and I I think it's fascinating. I don't think it has any. Um, it's not applicable. Uh, they ultimately decided to go a different way, but it was as as one of those like cool things. It's definitely interesting to to you know uh, <laughs> different than the ordinary. Yep. I I don't really. Uh, so uh, should you try it, Brian? Should should our listeners out there try it? Yeah, and then they should tell us what what how how it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if if I guess if I was gonna try it, it would be on a repitch, and I guess I'd have to like make a small brink at home to do it right. Mm. Yeah, you would probably need a little brink. Yep, and it and then you have to have a place uh, that you can keep it cold because it has to be cold. Um, according to the original paper. So. I don't know. That sounds like a, a lot of work. So no, maybe you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think so either. I think. I think it's really cool. I just. I don't think it's worth it um, because you're you're trying to solve a problem that 
you're not really trying to solve, right? Or that doesn't need solving at 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 our scale. That's that's a a big a Texas size ten four there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun one. It was different. Should we get out of here? Yes. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, or just want to weigh in on this olive oil thing, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blinderstudios.com or hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash blinderstudios or follow us on Twitter at blinderscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.